Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Around the Emirates podcast with Sarah Musa, where I speak to the guests from across the UAE about topics you want to hear about. Today, I am joined by Sarah Harris. Hello, Sarah. Hello there. Sarah is an incredible guest that I have on the show today for not one, but two reasons. Not only is Sarah a very badass endurance coach, but she is also an author of a really cool book called My Menopod. What? Like, that is crazy also. (laughs) I want to hear all about your story, Sarah. Please tell us what what exactly brought you into endurance training, and then please do tell me a little bit about your journey to writing the book. Okay. Um, So my background, first of all, I was born in Zambia of British parents. So I was raised in Africa with a very, I want to say, strange upbringing, but a very different upbringing. So a lot of people say, oh, you're British. I'm like, well, I am, but I'm not. Um, I've been living in Dubai, it'll be 19 years in March, and this is the longest I've lived anywhere in my entire life, so it's been a while. Um, And 22 years ago, I became a scuba diving instructor, and that progressed into free diving. I was living in the Cayman Islands, and everyone was free diving and holding their breath, and I'm like, wow, this this is badass. So I learned how to free dive and became an instructor. And then when I moved to the UAE, I set up a women's only diving school in my spare time. It was called Divas in Dubai. And I and I had it my car branded and used to go out weekends and I was teaching free diving and scuba diving. And I was really noticing that diving to depth on one breath was becoming increasingly difficult. And I don't know whether it's because I was getting older or whatever. And one of my friends said to me, oh, I should take up cycling because cycling will really improve your uh, leg strength and also your heart endurance and everything else and then I started cycling with a friend and she was doing triathlon I'm like what's triathlon this was in 2011 and so she told me and then she got me hooked and then I thought well this is something I don't know this is something amazing and so I decided to become a triathlon coach and then I got into more and more into open water swimming because I spent my whole life in the water I've been swimming since I was two years old and uh, so I did several courses in endurance coaching and endurance training. So here I am sitting age 55 this year as an endurance coach. Well done, honestly, that is amazing to, for you to say that not only are you an endurance coach, but the fact that you are, you know, 55, like that's just fantastic. And it's such a, a beautiful way for you to have found yourself to that to that industry for you to not only do something that is like a career that's good for kind of people around you coaching them but good for yourself and for your own mental health as well absolutely and i think you should be proud of your age i think whether when people say oh you should never ask ladies how old they are i'm dying for people to ask me how old i am why i mean why why should i be embarrassed I mean, you can see how old i am it's not a secret <laughs> oh boy it's one of those interviews <laughs> So there we are. That's amazing. And tell me a little bit more about your book. Why specifically Menobod? Oh, yes. So with this whole um, endurance coaching journey, in 2016, there was a sports physiologist called Dr. Stacey Sims, and she became, she launched a book called Raw. And it was all about how to maximize your performance as a female athlete. Um, so I became really interested in what, she was saying and doing and researching and her book and everything else and then over the years she has really pushed the agenda of how strength training is very important for women 
especially once you hit 30, you really need to stop focusing on it. And in 2017, when I set up, we I was giving free classes. Yeah, coaches never start your business by doing free classes. So that's another story. But I was doing free classes at the beach. I was bringing all my kettlebells to the beach and the ladies there, and we were doing strength training. And uh, and I was following a lot of what Dr. Stacey was saying. And then I thought there was so much information out there over the last 10 years. There are so many sports physiologists talking about women and strength training, what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice to consolidate it into a little guide? So I did. But if you could see that. There we go. Love it. Love the plug. Love the plug. Always good for the plug. <laughs> so, yeah. So what it did, and I thought, what I'm also seeing are a lot of women, 40 plus, 50 plus, who are fitness coaches or PTs and, you know, putting all their stuff on social media, which is great. But there are a lot of filters because I've seen some of those ladies in real life and they don't look like that. Um, no offense, but I think you should be authentic. So what I did in my book is that I got one of my best friends to take all my pictures as is. So mm, that's a bit blurred. But the book is full of um, demonstrations on how to do all the exercises. But it's me. I didn't use a fitness model. I haven't filtered out any of the pictures. If nice. I was bloated on that day, so be it. Because I want women of my age to realize that it's okay to be a bit squidgy around the edges and it's okay to work on it. And you're going to have weeks where you're really killing it and you're getting out to the gym and you're hitting your numbers and everything else. And then sometimes life gets in the way or your hormones can take a dip and then you've got a week where you just want to lie in bed and that's also okay. So. The book gives a lot of advice on how to start strength training. You can do it at your home because a lot of women don't want to go to the gym. They don't want to appear in lycra. They're embarrassed to appear in lycra. Please mm. don't be embarrassed to appear in lycra. Please get out there because we don't care. Nobody's judging you. They really aren't. In fact, people are admiring you. Somebody came up to me in Venus gym a couple of months ago, which is a big gym in Dubai full of bodybuilders and body beautiful people. And a Russian guy came up to me and shook my hand and said, well done, miss. I thought, oh, miss. <laughs> miss. So people appreciate it when they see us trying to make an effort and trying to look after ourselves. And, you know, so I'll get off that soapbox. Um, what else did I say about the book? Sarah, sorry, lead me because I've gone off on a tangent. No, you're doing perfect. This is exactly why I wanted you on the show. I wanted you to be your beautiful self, wearing your beautiful endurance gear and showing women of all ages, essentially, that natural beauty is the way to go. It is important, and most of all, to just be healthy mentally and physically. But of course, mm -hmm. you it, it is much easier said than done, which is definitely why I wanted to have an inspirational person such as yourself on the show. But of course, um, being an inspiring role model as yourself obviously comes with its challenges as well. And I'm curious to know what, what would you feel are your, the major challenges that you've experienced and how did you overcome them? So when I was, I've always been fit my entire life. My mom was slim. My dad is slim. My parents were 40. I know it was kind of expected of me to be the same. Right. And then, uh, you know, I've flipped a couple of times over the years, but generally speaking, I was always in shape. And when I hit 46, uh, cycling started to become very difficult. I was always getting sick. I was always tired. And I had no idea that this was perimenopause. Nobody explained it to you. Mum, definitely not. I mean, if you talk to, if you're my age and you talk to mother about menopause, she's probably going to tell you why I'm menopause. 
and they don't want to talk about it and that's fine you know our, our generation is new now and we need to talk about it but i didn't know that was what was happening and i had a massive weight gain a massive loss of energy mm. and i'm going to say it a last a massive loss of the drive to do anything do get my drift I and mean, i'm not sure how much you're saying on on your radio station Sarah, but i think you know where i'm going and a friend of mine who's also an endurance cyclist said to me you've got to go see this gynecologist and she will speak to you about menopausal hormone therapy. And honestly, it was a game changer. But I think that has been a big challenge. So 46, 55, it's nearly nine years. I've gained and lost 10 kilos three times in the last nine years. So ladies, don't think that my life is sailing and it's easy to be me. It is not. It is not. It is, it is, it's always hard. It's always a struggle to get up. Uh, you, uh, you often have to find motivation. Nobody's going to motivate me. I have to find it within, and everyone has to find motivation within. Sometimes people get motivated by external influences. Others can just find motivation. Some people like naturally, you know, can get up every day. But with a menopause, some women go through extreme anxiety. Some women get agoraphobia. They don't want to leave the house. And I think if you gave me a list of all of the symptoms, and there's now like 50 of them, I've been through one of those symptoms in the last nine years, not all at once, fortunately, um, as I think I've been in hospital. But um, I listen to a lot, what a lot of women say around me. And what is very clear is that exercise, regular exercise, can take you out of that mental gutter it really can. So if you are struggling in menopause, you need to speak to your doctor about the right course of medication because not everyone qualifies for hormonal treatment. You need to find yourself a good understanding PT who's not going to treat you like a 25-year-old, but somebody who's going to be sympathetic towards your aging body. But I'm going to say aging body that can do tremendous things. And I know Sarah's going to ask me about something later on during the show and I'll tell you why it was embarrassing or whatever but at our age I don't know what it is but we have the ability uh, for stamina we can keep going so a lot of us we might not be fast but we've got this like mental thing where you can keep going and this is why endurance sport for older women is fantastic because we can keep going more on that later I love that. I love the fact that you're you're sharing a reasonable and rational reason for kind of the doing the runs or, or exercising or whatever um, form of fitness people prefer, knowing that, you know, at different bodies at different phases of your life act differently. So I love that you're not just telling yourself, like, it's OK, I can like keep going and just keep going hard and hard. But no, you have to be sympathetic towards yourself. You have to understand what your own mm -hmm. personal body limits are. There's no one size fits all. You have to, you can't compare yourself to other people. And most importantly, you can't oh, no. criticize yourself in that sense. Because of the comparison of joy, Theodore Roosevelt said that. Exactly, exactly. Is. We're, we're not all the same. There's no one menopausal woman I know with the same symptoms in the same situation. We are all so different. That's why we are so hard to treat. And that's also why we are looked at very little in the sports research world because we're so difficult to study. Mm -hmm. You can take a gang of 18 to 25 year old male college athletes and they're kind of all the same. 
they've got very similar ability they can very similar output very similar body structure i mean women we have like three body types that can do different things so i'm an, a mesomorph so athletic my top is the same size as my hips you know women who are more round in the middle and then skinny at the bottom i don't have skinny legs and then you have like people like liz mccalvin the the marathon runner the ultra runner who's an ectomorph and she's you know, narrow bone, narrow and long bones. You can't compare yourself to somebody else because we are all built so differently. And also with different upbringings, we are raised differently as well. So your outlook exactly. life is going to be different. And if your parents suffered from mental health, that can have an impact on you later in life. And that's something that you'll possibly have to work on as well. No, 100%. I totally hear you. No, so I totally our, hear you. my team, for example, we... We call ourselves sometimes support through sport because Love when that. you've got a team of women, we're age 38 to 63, and some of some of them have had cancer, some of them are going through a divorce, some of them are going through menopause, like full on. Some of them are the mm -hmm. other side. Everyone's got something to share, and everyone's got some wisdom. But, you know, when we meet up on a Tuesday for some, everyone gives everyone a hug. Those hugs are, those hugs are magic, let me tell you. I love that. I love the magic touch. And um, speaking of the magic touch, I'd love for you to give the magic touch to this episode, a little bit of a comedic uh, vibe. Oh, my word. Um, I'm waiting for your funny story, Sarah. I'm just <laughs> so it was a funny day. So I um, decided in 2020 that I was going to train for an Ironman distance. So for those of you who don't know what that is, it is a 3.8 kilometer swim, followed by 180 kilometers on the bike, followed by a full marathon. And for a triathlete, and for many triathletes, this is, I don't know if I'm allowed to use, this is the mecca of triathlon. It's something that so many athletes aspire to doing, and so many are doing, and I'm telling you, ladies, women of my age, I went to this race in Barcelona, I signed up, I went to Ironman Barcelona, I trained for it 2021, I was at the start line, there were 60 plus people in my age group. In the age group 60 up to 80, there were over 100 women. Let me tell you, I was a tiny little grain of sand and all these mega athletes on the beach. It was something quite astonishing, quite astonishing. It was a very, very, very windy day. And uh, like windy, I can't explain to you that the Costa Brava, or it's just below the Costa Brava, is famous for its strong winds. And we're standing on the beach and the sea was so choppy, they delayed the swim by an hour and they decided to reduce the swim distance from 3.8 to just under one kilometer so they could um, control all the swimmers. And my husband was watching and videoing, and he said there were about 300 athletes who just did not get in the water. They were so scared, they did not start the race. And I thought, you know what? I've come all this way. I've done the training. I've paid the money, and I'm also not afraid of the ocean. I'm just going to get in and see what happens. So it was bumpy, 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 bumpy. No problem. But imagine now, in the WhatsApp group back home, I've got 40 ladies going, yay, Sarah, yay, Sarah. And my husband is updating them with pictures and everything. So I was kind of like, you know, I couldn't lose any face in this race. I had my team supporting me, my husband was there and so on. Anyway, so I get out, and they had taken away the changing room because it was too windy. 
and I had my wet suit on, my bathing suit and my sports bra, and I had to change and take my wet suit and bathing suit off completely and put on my next suit, suit which is a tri suit, and nudity is not allowed. And I'm running around the aisles shouting at the marshals like a prima donna, where's the change room? Where's the change room? And they just said, well, you can use the porta potty. I'm like, I'm not getting in a filthy porta potty, right? So, so I go back to where my stuff is and I've got this tiny little transition towel about this big and this lovely lady next to me, she said, let me help you. So she held up this little towel over my big you can you can take that word out you can go while i crouched down and put on my tri suit naked so she just held it up so whenever i could see my bottom and uh oh my god and then i think that's good enough (laughs) oh my god so once i got my bottom i was fine because then you're standing in a sports bra and that's acceptable and so on i'm still friends with this woman today elena she lives in she's mexican she lives in california so I thought, okay. So lesson one, very good. <laughs> so on again. Now I had been practicing this amazing, you run out with your bike out of transition, you jump onto your bike like a flying dragonfly and you stick your feet into your shoes which are already kept on your pedals. I practiced it so many times like a fabulous person. But there were so many people around because they'd mixed up, you know, they'd shortened the swim. There were too many athletes around. And I thought, well, my bike is already set up. So I ran out. My husband's videoing me. So I'm in full view of the video. And I run over the mountain line. And then my husband is in his cottage accent is shouting, you can launch now. You can launch now. I'm like, he goes, it's very busy. I'm like, yes, I know. And I'm trying to find a spot. And I hold my saddle and jump on the saddle and veered and fell into the rose bushes in front of everybody and my husband videoing me killing himself with laughter. So I think that video got shared, I don't know, <laughs> all of my athletes. <laughs> and so what I was mortified, but then I thought, you know what, this is actually this is actually funny. Funny as hell. But you know you're trying to be so cool in front of your athletes and you're trying to look, you know, here's oh my God. your first Ironman. This is the best story I've heard all day, Sarah, I have to say. You have literally made my day, not just my show, my full day with this episode, (laughs) with what you said. Um, And thank you. I actually went onto Facebook and I said, what funny story do I share? I have no idea. And everyone said, the story of the day that you fell in the rose bushes. 100%, I concur. And I don't think anyone else, any other story could have beat this one. Um, So thank you very much for sharing that story. And in the last few minutes of the episode, I would also love to hear any word of advice that you have for the listeners. Oh, advice. Okay, I think earlier on, a few minutes ago, we mentioned that comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. Ladies, you need to stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Because what you see them doing online is probably a tiny fraction of a good moment that happened on one day but it's not the whole 24 hours. You never see the hardship with the kids or their life at home. You never see the moments where they're a boss at work. You never see their mental struggles. You never see the tears after training. You never see that. So 
people spend so much time looking at everybody else on the internet and comparing. Mm -hmm. um, so my advice would to be some days, you know, you just need to switch off social media and yeah. something else. Like, like listen, to, listen to podcasts from professional athletes and sports doctors. You learn so much. Um, and if you do use social media for business, then just do your post and then turn it off. Because the amount of likes you get on a post is never going is never a dictation of how well you're going to do in your business. It really isn't. Love Turn that. more towards connection. Give someone a phone call. Meet someone for coffee. Talk to someone about your training or your menopause or your kids or you know a school teacher or meet up with the gals and do something great. But. Forget about what everyone else is doing and have a look at what you're doing. Compare Focus on yourself. yourself on mm. a daily basis. That's, that's, that's the one piece of advice if you were going to go into this realm of training for endurance and really, you know, pushing your body. I think this is the biggest piece of advice that I would give. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for your time on the show today. I'm sure we all learned so much listening to you and your incredible story. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you very much.